0: Welcome to episode two of the Disruptive Social Skills Podcast by Life Confident, where we focus on melting away shyness and social anxiety, building skyscraper confidence and developing cloud-bursting social skills. I'm your host, Richard Gray, and today's topic is about the seven types of intelligence and the one that can help you become popular, not only in your social life, and building relationships but at work with your colleagues and enabling your career to develop and flourish so traditional education has given us a lot but unfortunately it's one of those great institutions of life that's failed to mature alongside the pupils who have passed through it and equip them with the most important intelligence of all social intelligence society is become more politically correct, more accepting of sexual orientations, has recognized the importance of mental health, and discovered emotional intelligence amongst others. Yet the education system has not evolved to cater for or recognize that we are all intelligent individuals, just in different areas. In 1983, our gardener, at the time, A professor at Harvard published his book Frames of Mind The Theory of Multiple Intelligences. In his book, Gardner outlines seven types of intelligence. So the following are a short description of each and examples of famous people who excelled in those areas. Number one, verbal and linguistic. Those that are strong in verbal and linguistics have the ability to speak well, write well, and memorise what they've read. This is a logical left-brain intelligence, and you probably breeze through your schoolwork if you have this. Examples of famous people in this area are Natalie Portman, William Shakespeare, Maya Angelou, J.K. Rowling, Tom Hiddleston. Now, number two. Mathematical and logical. Those with this intelligence tend to be good at maths, dealing with numbers, abstract ideas, and thinking logically. This is another logical left-brain intelligence, and would have meant that you did well in traditional educational environments with this intelligence. Examples of famous people in this area are Bill Gates, Sir Isaac Newton, Blaise Pascal, Thomas Edison, and Marie Curie. So, number three, visual and spatial. Those dominant in this intelligence will excel in skills that require visualising and imagining the end result. Such qualities are essential for interior decorators, artists, fashion designers and architects, amongst other professions. This is a creative right brain intelligence. So this group would not thrive in traditional educational environments. Examples of famous people in this area are Walt Disney, Leonardo da Vinci, Tiger Woods, the Wright brothers, Michael Jordan. Number four, musical. This area of intelligence is dominant in the ability to create, interpret and keep to a rhythm. They will thrive in a musical environment, singing or playing an instrument. Like the visual and spatials, they will not do that well in a traditional educational environment. Examples of famous people here are Mozart, Michael Jackson, Eminem, Cher, Stevie Wonder. Number five, bodily kinesthetic. This group are gifted physically their intelligence learning curve is at its smoothest when doing athletics, dancing, acting, using their hands and any area that requires coordination and agility. Examples of famous people are Serena Williams, Jim Carrey, Wayne Gretzky, Bruce Lee, Bjorn Borg. Number six, interpersonal. Sometimes referred to as social intelligence, This category consists of extrovert communicators who can get along well with and put others at ease. They're able to read emotions and show empathy with others. Examples of famous people here are Mahatma Gandhi, Bill Clinton, Cesar Chavez, Oprah Winfrey, Tony Robbins. Number seven, intrapersonal. Including emotional intelligence, this is about self-control, quiet and objective self-analysis, knowing yourself, and an overall ability to control your emotions. Examples of famous people with intrapersonal skills are Socrates, Anne Frank, Albert Einstein, Helen Keller, the Dalai Lama. After his reading through Howard Gardner's Seven Definitions, It may be clearer now why some of your friends and peers were able to race ahead at school whilst for you it felt like there was a handbrake on inside your own head. If your strengths lie in any of the areas your school didn't cater for then you probably entered the adult world lacking in confidence and not equipped to play to your own strengths. I'm still waiting for the day Technology allows us to become tourists in each other's minds so that we could experience what it feels like to be intelligent in areas other than our own. But until that day arrives, we can begin by understanding which intelligence we have our own strengths in and which areas we need to improve in order to have a better life experience. The one intelligence that we all need to succeed in is Interpersonal social intelligence, a skills development area that is indefensibly underrepresented in schools. At best, we are left to teach ourselves how to interact with others during playtime and learn by watching how our parents did it. How can such an important life skill be left to chance instead of being on the curriculum? After all, Unless your name is Bill Gates, how many times in an average day are you going to need your math skills? Whereas, you need your social skills all the time. Whether it's for building relationships with people, creating good impressions from your first dates, to meeting potential in-laws, to interviews. Or whether it's at work, maintaining relationships with colleagues, or making your presence felt in meetings. What you'll learn in school about how to add up numbers, reading and writing, etc. These are general foundational skills that you may use in your career. Intrapersonal or emotional intelligence skills are what you need to manage yourself during your career. But it's your social or interpersonal intelligence that will get you there in the first place and see you rise to the top. Social skills and emotional management are an art, but they're also a skill that can be learnt and applied whenever life calls on them. They say that trust is something to be earned by an individual. I say trust should be given until it's squandered, (laughs) but maybe I'm ahead of my time. Trust can be earned through applying emotional intelligence. This means being receptive to the ebb and flow of the other person's emotions and thoughts, as well as your own. You can gain insights into this by paying attention to their body language, what they're saying and how they're saying it. When you've developed a heightened awareness for what the other person is telling you through non-verbal means, you can move on to the next level by using that information to build rapport. Rapport is something you can use in social interactions to accelerate a sense of familiarity by moving in a similar way, using similar wording and intonation as the other person. Some think that this is manipulative, but if you could imagine the other person as being like a radio station, then you can consider rapport building as the process of tuning into their frequency. Fail to do this, and you'll just hear a lot of static and a mutual understanding of familiarity will be harder to achieve. Now you're tuning up your emotional skills and perceptions, it's time to step up again with some active listening. This can feel counterintuitive, but it can truly take the pressure off the situation. With active listening, you're focusing your whole attention on the other person and what they're saying, and turning your back on the anxiety of wondering what to say when your turn comes around. Being able to respond directly to what the other person said, because you tuned in, lets them know that they've been heard. And this can make someone feel better than you could imagine. And they will associate that good feeling with you. This trio of developing trust, building rapport, and active listening, forms a firm foundation of interpersonal skills, on which you can develop further communication skills in life social skills are too important as tools of daily life not to develop them to the maximum of your ability from social experiences to negotiations resolving conflicts to improving career prospects and developing relationships in all contexts okay so that's that's all for today's episode And that was the Disruptive Social Skills Podcast. To find out more about Life Confident and our unique programs, such as the Small Talk Master Keys program, visit lifeconfident.com and then make sure to search for the Disruptive Social Skills Podcast in Apple, Apple Podcasts or Apple Podcasts if you prefer, Spotify and Google Podcasts or anywhere that podcasts are found. And click on subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks for listening.